God while I sing. All right. Well, welcome to Meriden Hills Baptist Church. We are thrilled to have you with us. I see some moms out here uh, visiting with your children. Glad to have you. We have some of our members visiting their mother's churches, some mothers visiting our church. So kind of churches just share membership on Mother's Day. And we're happy to share it with you today. If you have your Bible, turn to that dreaded passage for all women, Proverbs chapter 31. Yes, I know. The, the virtuous woman has been a thorn in your flesh since you heard about her the first time many years ago. My goal today as a pastor is to help you recognize the virtuous woman should not be you, you, the antagonist in your life. <laughs> She's not your arch nemesis, okay? She's not the one who's always pointing the finger saying, at, but you could be better, but you can do better. <laughs> because I, I'm aware, I'm fully aware that for many women, that is exactly how they view the virtuous woman. My hope is today that your eyes will be opened to what this passage is actually saying, not what your overly self-critical thoughts are telling you this passage is saying. Proverbs chapter 31 and verse 10. Who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies? <laughs> that phrase, virtuous woman, is not saying what you think it's saying. The phrase virtuous woman is not referring to a perfect woman. It's not referring to a woman who's never done wrong. The phrase virtuous woman is not even referring to what you might, re might, you might call on this earth a saint. <laughs> well, we get that there's no perfect woman, but Pastor Russ, I'm not even a saint. Who is? Those called saints... Those godly men and women who've lived lives on this earth and had, once they were died, been tagged with the title saint, I think they would be the first one to say, what are you doing? If you're using the word saint to refer to Christians, then we're all saints. If you're referring to me as a better Christian, and you got it all wrong. No one is a saint, at least how it's referred to in some religions. We all desperately need a Savior. No one is going to rise above anyone else in this room on their own. We're only going to rise because Christ has lifted us up. So if virtuous woman is not referring to a godly or a perfect or semi-perfect angelic woman, what is it saying? Did you know that word virtue actually has nothing to do with godliness? I, we're going to get to godliness. Godliness is obviously in this text, okay? So let's not misunderstand that. But the phrase virtuous woman literally means woman of strength. It's a strong woman. This virtuous woman is not pointing the finger at you saying you need to be more godly. It is a woman. It is a mother. It is a wife. Where I know in some in this room you are all three, some you are only two, and some you're only one. You're neither a mother nor you're a wife, but you're a woman. Some of you are both mothers and women, and some are mothers, women, and wives. And let me tell you this. I have not met personally a mother who is not strong. I'm sure they're out there. I have no doubt 
that there are women out there who have given up on their family, given up on themselves, given up on everything and everyone that matters to them, and they have ran. I'm sure they exist. I know they exist. I don't know any of them. The women that I know, the mothers that I know, are the ones who would run last, not first. In fact, statistically, who is more likely to run from the family, the mother or the father? Statistically, it's the father. The father is the one who's most likely to justify in their head, I don't need this, and they don't need me. They'll lie to themselves so they can go somewhere new, try something new with someone else new. It's the dads. I'm not saying moms don't do that. I'm not saying women don't do that. It's usually the men. It is usually the women who are left behind giving up on their career, giving up on their dreams, remaining strong for their children. That's strength. That's virtue. There's a reason why you meet a whole lot more single moms than you do single dads. This virtuous woman is literally just a woman who, like most women, have an inner strength that most men, myself included, will never truly understand. I can appreciate it. I can praise it. But it sure does blow my mind sometimes to see the strength of a woman, of a mother, of a wife, what they will go through day in and day out, what they will put up with from their children and even their spouses because they are strong and because they love. That is the virtuous woman. And ladies, if you haven't run from your family, if you've been given trials and tribulations from those you love and those who don't love you both outside the home, inside the home, and you remain a mother and you remain committed to your family, then you are the virtuous woman. You are a woman of strength. That's what this passage is saying here. Virtuous, strong woman. Now, it goes on to say in verse number 11, I'm sorry, let's, say, let's, let's continue in verse 10, for her price is far above rubies. So this strong woman has a value that cannot be numbered in uh, human terms, cannot be, cannot be counted in uh, any kind of current currency, American or otherwise. There is no price you can put on the value of a strong mother, wife, or just woman in general. And then the book of Proverbs in this chapter says, How fortunate a man is to have found such a strong woman who is priceless. Priceless to him and priceless to the children. There is no amount of money that would ever be worth in value what that kind of woman brings into the life of her family, her children, and her husband. Virtuous woman. I see in the title of this morning's message is Magnificent Mother. A magnificent mother is not one who is perfect. A magnificent mother is not one who is semi, almost, barely perfect. She just is just a hair sigh of perfection. No, a magnificent mother is one who is valuable to her family because of her strength. Her ability to remain committed to those she loves most when most other people would say, I'm out of here. That mom says, you can count on me. That wife says, I'm not going anywhere. 
virtue, strength. I see three points in this morning's message of a magnificent mother. Three points in this passage of the virtuous or strong woman, strong mother. Three points, family first, working women, and God's servant. Now, I want to clarify this idea of family first. That does not mean she places her family above God, obviously. The book of Proverbs clarifies that. God is her top priority. But outside of God, it is most definitely family first. You know, that that phrase bothered me for a long time because as a young man, you know, the zealous young preacher, but God first, but God first. And I was always, I was actually correcting some people, but they would say family first. And I'd say, well, shouldn't God come before family? And they'd say, well, yeah, of course, but you know, and they'd explain. And as I got older, I've gotten a little wiser. I think that Christians recognize, you know, it goes without saying God is first. And when we use the phrase family first, we are stating that outside of our relationship with God, there is no one more important in this life than our family. And no one says that with more meaning than a mother. Look, I'm a dad. I love my kids. But I can tell you, I mean it when I say family first. I probably don't mean it to the depth of my wife when she says it. There is a heart of a mother that's just not given to men. There is a strength of a mother that is not given to the father. We have different strengths, and I'll preach on those on Father's Day in June. Today's Mother's Day. And there's a strength of women that men just don't have when it comes to commitment to family. Family first. Oh, men will say family first, but it's pretty obvious the job comes first. Pretty obvious the money comes first. Pretty obvious friends and hobbies, even those come first. So many moms, it's so true. Their family is first, and it's evidenced by the many things she has sacrificed, is sacrificing, and already committed to sacrificing in the future for her family. A lot more women are this virtuous woman than they know. So, Point number one, family first. Verse 11, I read this. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. Spoil was the, the benefits you got after battle. So when you went to fight and you took out your enemy, you would get some of the spoil. You'd get some of the stuff left over and you'd divvy it out between all the warriors and you'd take it home. And this book is saying, this book of Proverbs is stating that a man who has a wife as a woman of strength, and dare I say a son or daughter who has a mother of a woman of strength, they don't need to go to war to get spoil. And if, if, if uh, fortune is laid in their laps, spoiled from war or otherwise, they could say, you know what, I honestly don't need it. Can I say this? I've got everything I need in my mother. I've got everything I need in my wife. Now, again, again, outside of Christ, right? That's a given. I'm stating that again, so we're not confused here. <laughs> that outside of Christ, like literally, my mom's provided for all my needs. My wife gives me all I need. I don't need to go to war and take from others. I've got what I need at home. No one can fulfill the needs of her family quite like this mom. No one. My wife is the best mother to my children, and moms, you are to your own. My wife, a great mom, I love her dearly. She cannot be a better mother to your children than you can, ladies. She can't. And nor can you be a better mother to my children than my wife. That's just how it is. Ladies, stop worrying. Stop fretting. Stop being anxious about how other mothers are to their children. Your children have you. And outside of God, that's what they need. You and their father, they've got you. Your children do not need another mother. Praise the Lord for other women who will mother your children 
alongside with you, not in place of you. Praise the Lord for those women. But they still can't do what you do for your children. Gets a little annoying, right, when your kids come home from the friend's house and they say, wow, I love my friend's mom. She gave us cookies. It makes you a little jealous sometimes. And now when your friend, when your child brings friends, you give them cookies because now it's almost like a competition. Let me say, your child doesn't need more cookies. You see, what your child loves about other people's moms may be the very thing they actually do not need. Oh, I love staying at my friend's house. The mom let us stay up till 3 a.m., all right, she's not being a better mother than you. She might actually be doing worse than you, letting him stay up till 3, okay? I'm not saying there's ever a problem staying up till 3. I'm just stating the things the kids like aren't necessarily what they need. You will give your kids what they need, which is why your kids won't always like you, but it is most definitely why they always need you because you give them what they need, moms. And no one, no one aside from God himself can be to your children what they need like you, moms. I also see in verse 27, she looketh well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. Uh, So many times, I'm surprised it's not blowing up Facebook today because so many years there's the, the meme that shows how much moms should be paid, you know, their chefs and their housekeepers and their babysitters and, and their financiers. And there's so many things. If they were paid at what was due to them for all their positions, they'd be millionaires, right? You've seen that. It's a little old, but it's so true. I mean, that's been, been said from church pulpits and it's been said on social media for decades, but it's so true. Moms. You sacrifice more than your kids can realize. And unfortunately, sometimes even more than your husbands realize. But I'll tell you this. There is one who realizes, aside from you, your God. Your God sees and he knows. So many talented moms who have sacrificed their career, not indefinitely, for a time, have put their career on hold to change diapers, to pick up Cheerios, to clean toilets, and this mom can do so much more. And they chose family first. (laughs) We shouldn't be shocked that a child cannot fathom that depth of love. It should not bother you, moms, that a child does not comprehend how deeply you love for them, how much you've sacrificed for them. How could they? They're not a mom. But I'll tell you this, moms, when your daughters become moms, they will have a taste of how much you love them. And when your sons become fathers, it is then they will say, Mom, I never knew And with tears in your eyes, you'll say, I know. (laughs) Motherhood takes strength, and you've got it. You put your family first, even before you. I see in verse 23, her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. (laughs) I love this. Families gain honor through the strength of their wives and mothers. No, look, I, I believe families gain honor through their fathers. The book of Proverbs also talks in another passage about how a young boy uh, finds glory in his dad. But it's not just the dads. It's the dads and the moms. 
Women, it's not that your family has honor because your husband works a great job, has a title, wears a nice suit, and is clean, uh, clean cut or whatever it is that you think looks good. It's, that's not what brings honor only on your family. I mean, having a, a solid man in the home definitely is a great thing and brings great value. Let's not belittle the value that a strong man can bring into the family, but the honor does not come only from a strong man. The honor of the family, at least in this passage, is very clear. It comes from a strong woman. And only a fool would be afraid of a strong woman. Only a weak man would be afraid of a strong wife. A strong man in this passage literally glories in the strength of his wife. Literally, he goes into town and people say, man, you are the man. Like, why? Because your wife is awesome. (laughs) Like, we see what she does and who she is. There must be something about you we're not seeing because you definitely do not deserve her. Like, she's way above your league, bud. So whatever she sees, we'll just, we'll just have to accept that something's there. You must be more amazing than even we thought to have her as a wife. And kids are often, you know, illustrated as bragging about their dads and the strength of their dads. But in this passage, it's the kids bragging about their moms how amazing their moms are, their magnificent mothers. Families gain honor through the strength of their wives and mothers, and then let her see, a husband and children, do not give a woman her strength. This is very important. They can only praise her for it. Husbands, you don't give your wife strength. She has it outside of you, but you should recognize her for it. Moms, you're not strong because of your children. You're strong for your children. There's a big difference there. Your family did not create who you are. Oh, your family created situations that resulted in who you are because you had to overcome them. If anything, your family created the trials that made you reveal the strength even you did not know was there. So indirectly, your family caused your strength to come out, but they didn't give it to you. It's more likely, if anything, they took it from you for a time, and you had to fight back for it. Ladies, you're not strong because of your husband. You're not strong because of your children. You are strong for them. In verse 25, strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. Verse 28, her children arise up and call her blessed. They honor her, her husband also, and praises her. Verse 31, give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. And so we have three situations. One, a woman who was a mother. And this woman who is a mother in verse 25, her children can only recognize her strength, not give it to her. A woman who is a mother and a wife in verse 25, but the end of verse 25, a woman who's only a wife, and we see that earlier, where a husband honors and can only recognize the strength of the woman in his life. But you know what we find? We find in verse 25, there is no children, there is no husband in verse 25, the strength of a woman alone for whatever reason, by choice or otherwise, finds herself without a husband, without children, she can still have strength and clothe herself in the inner strength that God has given her and that she has embraced. And verse 31, it will be the fruit of her hands that brings her honor. You are not honored by your husband. 
your husband honors you. <laughs> he doesn't give, he doesn't impart honor upon you by the sense of you didn't have it and he gave it to you. No, no, you have it and he recognizes it. But not just the husband, boyfriend for those unmarried, friends. Your honor is your own, women. Your strength is your own, women. And it is our job as men, husbands, fathers, sons, and daughters to just recognize that strength and to open our eyes to the sacrifices you have made in putting family first. I see number two now, working women. What a shame that over decades uh, this has been a point of contention, (laughs) that should women work in the home, should women work out of the home, it is a sorry state of affairs that Christians will eat their own over this particular point. That women who work outside of the home look with disdain on those who choose to put family first and for a time work in the home. And that women who work in the home will with disdain look upon women who've abandoned their family so-called and have put them into school and have not raised them and educated them themselves. And now we have accomplished what has been Satan's goal, disunity. And Satan's goal is not to get the weak to eat the weak. The weak aren't going to do much. Satan's goal is to get the strong to eat the strong. And so Satan has been pitting mothers against mothers for centuries. Because when mothers eat their own, the strong fall by the strong. The weak cannot tear you down. Mothers... You need to understand something about this virtuous woman. She was not a stay-at-home mom. Mothers, you need to understand something about this virtuous woman. She was not a career mom. She was both. There were times, it seems very plainly to me, where she's at home caring for the needs of her family, and it literally says times where she's out in the marketplace, hinting at even traveling afar to accomplish what needs to be done to care for the needs of her family. How can a woman be both? Plenty of you are both in this room. Plenty of you are dual roles. You have a career in your life, but you have limited your career so you can still do what your family needs. Some of you have decided that for right now in your life, your career needs to be your family, and you made that sacrifice and have put your family first. That's the virtuous woman, the woman of strength, the woman who can carry more than one career. The woman who can multitask and doesn't have to say, I must choose one or the other. The woman that says, I don't have to. I'm choosing both. I'm strong enough for both. And for those women who have made home your career, let me tell you, that doesn't take less strength. That takes more strength. To state that for right now, my career is my home and will be my children, boy, I can tell you, I don't envy you. I honor you. That is no easy task, and only a mother who's done what you do can truly understand how hard that is to be at home all day and making your career your children. That's not easy. That's hard. And you get a whole lot less pay for it, too. Verse 13 through 15. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant ship. She bringeth her food from afar. She riseth also while it is yet night, giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. <laughs> Letter A, some mothers work from home, some do not, but all work for their home. And that is the strength of a mother. 
stop belittling each other about the, the journey in which a mom has taken, the method in which she's caring for her home. The point is this. Very obviously, the mom's intention is to care for her home. And it will look different for you than it does for her. You're older, she's younger. You've got less children, she's got more children. You're married, she's not. There's a variety of reasons why this journey will look different. But moms, you can all unite on this fact. Family is first. We sacrifice for them. And whatever choices we make, career with children, career is children, whatever decision you make, you're making it for the benefit of your children. That's strength. It's not about you. It's about your family. And you know that. Letter B. Strong moms do not avoid hard work. It is their constant companion, right? And let me tell you, a small task doesn't mean it's an easy task. Small tasks, laundry, dishes, cleaning the house that your husband and kids regularly disrupt. It is the job that literally never ends. That takes more strength than a task that once it's completed, you walk away from and never go back to. There is a sense of accomplishment, a sense of completeness completeness that you walk away and say, done, what's the next thing? Moms, it's never done. It's never what's the next thing. It's what do I do before I come back to this? Because I will have to do this again. That's strength right there. It's not just strength of will and strength of heart. You know what? It literally takes strength of mind. Like you have to overcome so much discouragement, even dare I say depression. You have to overcome so much anxiety. Am I doing the right thing? Am I the right mom? Am I the right? Again, you're your own worst critic. On top of that, doing daily hard tasks. Don't tell me you're weak, moms. If you're still a mom and your kids aren't dead, then you're strong. You made it. You made it this far. That's strength. Verses 16 through 19. She considered the field, buy it. Uh, with the fruit of her hand, she planted the vineyard. She girded her loins with strength, strengthened her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. I'm not saying there aren't nights where you call it quits early. But there are a whole lot more where you're going a lot later than you should, and you know that. Your kids are in bed. Everything is done. But there's more to be done. Let her see. Resourcefulness is found in the hearts of those who bear the title of mother. Mothers are resourceful. Look at verse 24, this virtuous, this strong mother. She maketh fine linen and selleth it. She delivereth girdles unto the merchant. You know what's funny? There are so many work-from-home scams out there. And who are the ones that usually fall prey to these scams? It's usually women, and it's usually mothers, Why? Because mothers are constantly, it's a constant companion with you. You are constantly thinking, how can I give my family more? What else can I do to benefit my family? That is like a second thought to you, almost where it's infused to everything else. What can I do more for my family? And people prey on that by saying, you can make extra money from home by doing this job. And then they take advantage of these women and scam them and take their money because the woman had good intentions. She wanted to bring more. Not a whole lot of men. And it's not because men are smarter. We're just more lazy. We're like, I got a job. I don't need two. And women are like, I only have two. Don't I need three? Like, you, this is the women. 
that are the Mary Kay consultants and have a career. It's the women who say, I've chosen my family to be the career, but on my off days, if, if that's even such a thing, I'm going to, I'm going to you know, be a sales rep for such and such company. There are so many companies that have sales rep, and what, what I would imagine easily 80-plus percent of them are women because it is the women who are trying to be resourceful and saying, I can do more, I can do more. And it's the men that's saying, 4 o'clock, my job's done. When's dinner? Give me the remote control, right? I mean, we've done our part, right? But the women are like, resourceful, what else can I do? That is your heart. You are saying, what can I do for my family? How can I do more for my family? It's a beautiful thing. God's servant, our final point. See, family first, working women, and finally God's servant. Let's look at verse 20. She stretcheth out her hand to the poor, yea, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. Letter A, a mother's heart reflects the love of God to the needy. Not just to her family. I have had more women mother me than I have had men father me. When I go to my friend's house, the dads are almost non-existent. They're doing their thing. They're in the garage. They're not around. It's the moms. Can I get you a cookie? Can, uh, you know, it's lunchtime. You know, how do you want me to cut your, you know, as little, can I cut it in squares? Whatever. Like, they would mother me. I'm not even their kid. The dad didn't even know I was there. Like, what, you have friends over? When did that happen? We've been here for five hours. You didn't see us? A mom naturally wants to mother like everyone's children. What a beautiful display of God's love. God does not say, oh, only my children do I love everyone else. You're out of here. No, God loves the world. And it's almost like when women become mothers, whether having children or in their head they go into the role of mother and mothering someone else's children, it's almost like the love of God just like takes over their heart and mind and they literally just like love the world. Your children, my children, everyone's children. If a kid screams, I will guarantee you it'll be the mother's what's going on. The dads are like, oh, no, someone's screaming. And the moms are like, what can I do? Where do I need to go? You know, it's like, it's like a dog and a squirrel. Like a squirrel. You know, what's going on? They're looking everywhere. It's the moms who will initially want to assist a hurting child much quicker than a father, much quicker than a man, whether it's yours or not. A mother's heart cares about the needy. Verse 26, a mother's lips impart wisdom, God's wisdom, to her children. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. Now, I'm not going to tell you that all moms are kind. I'm not going to tell you that all moms are wise. We've all experienced a variety of moms in our lives, our friends' moms and our own, who weren't always the wisest and kindest. But this mom who loves her children, tries to be wise. She tries to be kind. It's not always possible. Sometimes we get in the way of what we want, even for those we love. But in my experience, moms try a whole lot harder than dads do. Women try a whole lot harder to be kind and and offer wise advice to their kids than, than men do. And specifically, Godly women. And so now let's talk about godly women. This last point, God's servants. This chapter does not speak of a virtuous and godly woman as someone who is more righteous than others. The points of godliness in this chapter are what I'm stating. Number one, cares for the needs of others. And I would say that's a lot of women, a lot of Christian women. That's not 
so far outside of your boundaries. Like that's what you do regularly, caring for the needs of others. And number two, a Christian godly mom is one who wants to be kind, strives to be kind, and strives to have good advice for her family, the wisdom of God. And then number three, verse 30, favor is deceitful, beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. I've told you my mom, it was often her worst critic. Even as a young boy, at eight or nine, I saw that. I wasn't the smartest kid, but it was pretty obvious to me. My mom criticized herself more than anyone else. Oh, that wasn't that good of a dinner. Oh, you know, this doesn't look good on me. Oh, I tried hard. I'm sorry your birthday didn't go well. I'm thinking, Mom, you literally made a, a, a castle cake out of ice cream, like, and that wasn't a good birthday? I mean, like, you know, my mom would, would often speak critically of her, of what she did and who she was. Not every day, but it happened a lot. And yet, one of the things that I notice about my mom and I don't say this to embarrass her. I'm hoping it will resonate with some of you women. My mom, of all the things she was critical of, was her physical appearance more than anything else. I don't like my hair. It's not pretty. Uh, I don't think I'm beautiful. You know, my, my weight isn't what I want it to be, whether what, one way or the direction or the other. And as a kid, I, I have memories as a child, as a boy, thinking, what are you talking about, Mom? You're beautiful. I'm, I'm telling you this. Children see you in different eyes than you see yourself, ladies. Children are not looking at your weight. Children are not looking at your hair. They may say, oh, nice clothes, or mom, I like your hair today, but that's not how they perceive you. You know how they perceive you? Verse 30. A woman that fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Now, a woman that fears the Lord and places God's for, God first will place her family first. And a woman that fears the Lord and loves God will experience the love of God through her to her children. And so that kind of woman will gain not only the love of her children, dare I say it, the adoration of her children. To this day, I still see my mom as a beautiful woman. To this day, I still see my mom as a magnificent mother. You know who doesn't? My mom. To this day, my mom still struggles with that. To this day, I still don't understand why. She was the best mom she could have been to me. She had her faults, as did I. <laughs> and she didn't kick me out of the house in spite of my faults. Magnificent mother right there. Put up with a lot from me. Put up with a lot from my siblings loved us through it, and now here I am, a preacher of God's word. My mom didn't lead me to the Lord, but it was my mom's love that got me to that point where I met the Lord. Moms, stop caring so much about how you look and recognize that the ones in your life care a whole lot more about who you are. God, your spouse, your children. Who you are is what really matters, not how you look. And who you are, women, is a strong woman, priceless to your family. For those who've had the anguish and the hurt of a, of a husband who's left you, I want to leave you with this. Your value 
is not dependent on what other people place on you. It can only be recognized by them. You are not given your value by your husband. You're not given your value by your kids. You have value. That value is given to you by God. He's the only one that can give it and take it. And he's given it. And he speaks of how high your value is in Proverbs 31. And this is not talking about the one woman who attained this level of perfection in all of humanity. This is a a chapter talking about moms and mothers, uh, wives and women throughout history. A lot more women who fit chapter 31 than you would think. They are strong women who place their family first. They are strong women who work in the home and out of the home, and many both for the sake of their family. And there are strong women who serve God. And whether they realize it or not, their strength, their honor is not in their physical appearance. Their honor is in the choices they have made, the sacrifices they have made, the love they have displayed. And let me tell you, there is no amount of honor that we can give our moms that they do not deserve. For some of you, you didn't have the joy of a mother who was godly. I want to lead you to verse 29, and then we'll be done. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. God's word is stating that even a woman who maybe isn't a woman of faith, a woman who wasn't saved but raised children, she can still do virtuously. Not godly if she's not saved, but that word virtue doesn't mean saved. It means strong. If you had a mom in all of her faults, wasn't saved until later in life, maybe never saved, but she loved you, she sacrificed for you, and she was there for you, she was still, to some degree, a virtuous woman, a woman of strength. And then God says the one that does excellent above all women of strength are the women who are not only strong, but the women who serve God. And those are the women who you might say stepped up a level, not because they're better women, but because they recognize they serve an amazing God. Ladies, today is Mother's Day. And as I started the service, I'll end. You may not have children who call you mom because they hold your DNA. (laughs) But maybe there are children in your life who hold your heart because you have been a mother to them. Happy Mother's Day. Women, you may have loss, and Mother's Day is attached to that loss. You've lost a mother. You've lost a child. Dare I say Happy Mother's Day because the Bible tells us that for a believer... We don't sorrow like the world. Our loss is paired with the promise of a future reconnection in heaven. And for those who've had miscarriages, you'll have the joy of meeting for the first time a child who's never held you, but when they do in heaven, they will hold you in paradise. And I know that it hurts to not have known that child yet. All I can offer you is this this joy. Your pain as a mom that you suffered from that miscarriage, it's hard. But your child never had to suffer that pain. 
as all moms, all strong moms, they will take any pain they can so their child will not have to suffer. Every strong mom will do that. And miscarriage is the, the one way where a mom can take all the pain of a child. And that child will never suffer pain because that child goes from the comfort of the womb directly into the arms of Christ. And I know you're still carrying that pain, moms. I know. But your child didn't have to. Your child never suffered pain. And the pain you bear may be deep. It's so deep because you took so much of it so that your child who was miscarried never had to have any of it. You traded. You bartered. And as a strong mom, you took it on yourself, and your child went directly into the arms of Christ. Happy Mother's Day. They're waiting for you. And all that pain you've been carrying in your life will wash away when you embrace them for eternity, never again to be separated. Those moms who have children in your life now in your home, you know they grow up fast. Everyone tells you, every time you go to the store, beautiful children, they grow up fast. You're like, I know, right? No one has to tell me that. Happy Mother's Day. You get the joy of celebrating Mother's Day with your children in the home. And for those moms whose children have grown up, happy Mother's Day. You get the joy of being a friend and a mother. Ladies, happy Mother's Day. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for these women. Thank you for the strong, virtuous,